the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Well, welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester along with Paul Peck from BuffaloSportsPage.com and the founder of SpotTrack.com and media megastar. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely media megastar. <laughs> yeah, if you missed it, there's a great feature on Mike and SpotTrack uh, in the Buffalo News. Um, you may have to subscribe to get it. Maybe we'll try to grab the rights for that, Mike, so you can put it on your <laughs> website uh, for it. But uh, a, a nice piece. Uh, on you, so congratulations on that. And by the way, Mike, thank you for uh, giving me an idea based on last week's uh, conversation about Mike Trout mm-hmm. that uh, I kind of turned into a uh, story on Buffalo Sports Page, nice. sort of asking people who they thought the greatest baseball player of all time was. And it generated some nice responses, typical kind of what you'd think, uh, a lot of Babe Ruths, yeah. a little bit of Willie Mays, uh, a little bit of Hank Aaron, but it was it was a it was a cool thing to think about well, based on our conversation. I think what's neat is that, you know, it's not just a clickbait story. I mean, he's legitimately in the conversation and he's only six years into his career. So it's, uh, it's really neat. Yeah. I've done some follow-up work on that too. And we're going to have to circle back to him eventually here because the, the numbers are not going away and he is going to get paid soon. And that's going to be a fun conversation. Uh, by the way, Babe Ruth though has a longest running candy bar. Very nice. Probably the best. The yes. Reggie bar was pretty good. The Reggie bar the was Reggie very bar. good. But I don't know why. I'll never forget good. the day when they handed them out free at Yankee Stadium, Reggie Homer, and people showered the field with Reggie bars, and the game was delayed like half an hour while they scooped them all up. But you know, we don't see that stuff anymore. No, no we, we don't. We don't see like food products attached to athletes anymore. Well, you had the, the, you had the, the run in football, right? Flutie Flakes. Yeah. Right? Buffalo, uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, the... like pickles and mustard and <laughs> yeah. ketchup. And yeah. Um, the, didn't Roethlisberger have a, something in Pittsburgh or whatever? all hamburgers, right? I, mean, I think I heard that too, yeah. Burgers. Um, but yeah, so we, we, but we don't see it on a national scale uh, anymore. Maybe trout will bring, maybe he'll get, uh, you know, some canned fish, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm going to guess he's already turned that down. <laughs> Mike, look it. We know your name's Trout, but we want to do sardines, yeah. okay? But yeah. I'm not sure there's a lot of money in the canned fish endorsement market. All right. Well, why aren't there any LeBron cereals out there? I mean, he's been on a box of Wheaties. Maybe you know that's the new endorsement, going with traditional products here, but... I uh, guess it's a nice segue in the NBA. Well, he, he can buy Kellogg's and come up with one of them on his own, basically. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Let's let's segue here to NBA free agency with LeBron, obviously, because I think the most surprising thing isn't that he went to the Lakers, right? It's that he signed a four-year max contract with the Lakers, which which essentially could be signifying the end of his career here. This could be it. Um, so yeah, we're talking about what he can buy. He's uh, he's cashed in big out there and. You know, we'll get to the team building part of this, I think, <laughs> in a few minutes here. But yeah, he's he's locked in for 153 million over four years, which is which means over 300 million in career earnings, which means you know, greatest all time by a lot. So all of those buttons have been pushed. He's sort of supplanted what's going to happen with him for till age 38. Yeah, you thought it was going to be a shorter. Time I did just just for flexibility. Well, purposes. he's done that. He's done that over and over now, and most of the stars have done that over and over now. So that's been the trend. So he's bucked it, and he, I think he's bucked it because he's sick of the decisions. Don't you think? But doesn't it feel like? I mean, this happened so quickly. It was right on par with what everybody was assuming. It just seemed like he was just. Let's do this. Let's get this over with. Let's lock this in and not think about it because every, he's probably got 
a bigger life out there to make decisions about, right? I mean, well, it seems like the movies and stuff are going to become the forefront sooner than later here. Well, yeah, there's a Hollywood aspect of it. Yeah. And there's his kids' yeah. aspect of it, right? The, the family, they had a house there. It was either there or Cleveland, right, uh, where they were going to be. And yeah. his son's high school basketball. And if I, ha- if I heard this right... Quite a team they're going to have, right? It's LeBron's kid, Kenyon Martin's kid. Yeah, did you hear that? Kid. Yeah. Like, you're the other two kids in the starting lineup, you're not even going to see the ball. <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be more James basketball in our future in terms of the NBA because I've seen some Instagram of that kid and. Yeah, you're talking the Are team. You start, can you start working on the no, uh, on I'm the not generational pro- <laughs> earnings. <laughs> Projecting, like, 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 oh, right, off, I'm throwing this completely blind at you off the top of your head. Probably the Currys, right? Would would I mean what what father son combination have earned the most money in NBA history? Is, is, oh. is there another father son combo that yeah. jumps out at everybody? Sure, I'll give you one. I bet you Tim Hardaway made more money. There you go. And Del Curry, so the Hardaways probably yeah, that's a good be, point. Would be the two right now. Or, but if you want to do total contract years, the Berries. But the money wouldn't be there. No. The Berries. No. Uh, so right now it's got to be the Hardaways and. You know, then, then we'll have to wait. So, way to put pressure on the kid, Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's a, like, I'm doing it. That's a great question across the board, though, because you've got the Griffies and, and things like that. That's a that's a nice little piece we'll have to look into. There you go. Yeah, get, that's get, a nice get one. going on it. I, yeah. that's, that's actually, it's kind of a fun thing to think about. Yeah. And you could do brothers and you could do generations, sure. father, sons. The interesting thing about LeBron going to L.A., like the backlash in Cleveland, there really wasn't any None. backlash in Cleveland because he brought them a title. Good for Cleveland, by right. the way. Not, not, yeah. I'm not, not that I'm saying I'm happy that he left, but good for the way their fans handled this. Well, I don't think his, the owner handled things no. fantastically at all, even before he made the decision. So he kind of um, eschewed him out the door. Like hey, it's probably one of the. Right? It's got to be one of the big reasons he's left in the first place. Yeah. Is that just was getting uglier and uglier? And boy, that team though now. <laughs> Whew. I mean, talk about just a mess. A mess with the cap, a mess on the on the court. So there are tough times. Like, uh, I saw a cousin who was in Columbus, and he just said, well, now I can go to Cavs games because the prices won't be so high. There you go. <laughs> because, yeah. uh, LeBron, Plenty of seats available. Yeah, LeBron won't be there, and there won't be the demand for tickets uh, to go see LeBron James. You know, many thought Paul George was going to join LeBron, but he opted to stay in Oklahoma City. And with that signing, and they made uh, at least one other, put some uh, $300 million, the Thunder, next it, year? It is, but well, they were there for a while, but they bought out, they're going to buy out Carmelo Anthony, which... And there's it, talk he may go to L.A. L.A. or Houston. I, I would lean towards Houston with Carmelo just because of the better fit in terms of what they need there. But, yeah, o- Oklahoma City is a dark horse, ridiculous situation. I mean, it's L.A., and we, we, were, we were worried about these super teams, right? And we were sort of planning for this big pile of money to be thrown around. And we all sort of missed how bad the Oklahoma City Thunder situation was getting, and, and it got really bad. It got historically bad. So before they were going to buy out Carmelo, they were in a spot where they were going to owe, I think, 150 in, in luxury tax fines. Right. No, one, no one had ever paid $100 million before. Not even Golden State. Like, Golden State had epically high numbers for the past, past year. But that's how bad OKC's cap situation was. They were $150 million over the, the allotted luxury budget. So um, they're going to save a bunch of that. They're going to save about $90 million with that by buying out Carmelo Anthony. That's how, that's how big Carmelo Anthony's contract is um, in terms of luxury tax. So um, big save there. But 
what does it say for your team building that you're buying this guy out a year after getting him and he was an absolute bust? I mean, Carmelo Anthony was an absolute bust. Yeah. That, he's a, a mark on that franchise, and he's been a mark on the Knicks for a decade. It's disappointing, right? It does a little bit. And I was just going to say, has there been, and this is a subjective, and has there been a player who's earned more money who's been less no. of an impactful player than Carmelo Anthony? And for those like me that are Syracuse fans that will forever have a place in our heart for Carmelo Anthony, he was... This, he screamed NBA star yeah. in college. I mean, he was a college star. He took over one and done, but pretty much took that team, Syracuse, to the 2003 National Championship. You're like, this guy's going to be great in the NBA. I don't know what happened to him. I, I couldn't even – I don't even know how to even analyze, like, why it was such a disappointment. I, my opinion is style of play where – he, you know, he came in. He was he was good initially with, with the Jazz, right? Denver, Denver, the Denver yeah. Nuggets, yeah. Denver and Utah, same places. Uh, I'm kidding, folks out there. Um, but <laughs> with the Nuggets, unless you want to order a beer, no, he can't. <laughs> That's also true, <laughs> or something more in Denver. But anyhow, um, <laughs> style of play, like he came in and he's a slasher, drive it to the hoop, and I never thought he was a great shooter. And wear and tear, going playing in the big boys, the contact. And I just think that that wore him down. Well, the the game he tu- he slower. the game turned into a three point game and a guarding def- guarding point guard game, and he could do neither. Correct. And and it happened five years into his career. So he was decent out of the gate. He was tradable. All those things sort of happened early for him. By the time he got to the Knicks, the game had changed, and he wasn't ready for it. Yeah, and he didn't put in the work to play defense and things like that. So yeah, off tangent there with him. But he, uh, I, let's do the quick game. Let's do it. Career earnings, Carmelo Anthony. I'll give you. I'll give you years. He's at. This is. He just finished his fifteenth season. Wow, boy, that makes me feel old. All right, I'll use a. I'll, I'll multiply that by two. Say three hundred million. Yeah, I, I would say two fifty. You're both a little high. He's at two twenty seven, but after this season, after the buyout, he'll be at two fifty five. So two fifty is about right. 16 seasons, two hundred fifty five yeah, million and, dollars. And again, the results are just not there. Not either, there. You know, and and. Uh, well. So he's bought, he'd be bought out by Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, another surprise in the NBA, and well, people were up in arms about this one, right? Like, nobody's up in arms about LeBron going to L.A., uh, Paul George staying, but DeMarcus Cousins going to the Golden State Warriors. Rich get richer, a one-year deal, $5 million bucks. This is a $20 million player valuation, maybe more, and he goes to the Golden State Warriors. So now he's coming off of a major injury. Right. So that's probably as part of a wait and see. He's a big man coming off a torn Achilles. Um, you know, that's it's going to take time to get back in the flow. I don't see him play. It doesn't, to me, seem to fit their game. Right. So so I did a, a breakdown about this on for premium subscribers to Spot Track. You can you can check that out. Um, he's the recent the recent valuation that I did. And, and, and really what I wanted to do is I wanted to, to reverse it. I wanted to see what he was going to be worth and then what kind of value the Warriors were getting because of all the things you just mentioned. The only way the Warriors could have signed anybody with, with any kind of stature like that would be the mid-level exception, which was $5.3 million. So that, that wasn't even negotiable for Cousins. That was just the only way the Warriors could sign somebody because everything else is obviously tied up to, their, to the rest of their team. Um, Boogie Cousins valued at about $25.8 million, all right, based on his last two years, which have been phenomenal. And 
sort of under the under the radar because this is a guy that had a little bit of a Carmelo Anthony sense to him, right? Yes. He took some took some lights off. He had some red flags, things like that. Uh, he's been great, and before that injury, he was gonna max out. I mean, he was gonna be a huge, huge contract. Right. Um, so obviously, with that injury, New Orleans continued to play well. He sort of played himself out of that team. Uh, what's interesting to me is how quickly that injury scared everybody off. This is a 25 and 15 guy. I mean, this is a legitimate number five. You don't even see this kind of center in the game anymore. No, that's something else to talk about. This guy's sort of an outlier. So you know, teams would have been interested, but that that ACL injury just took everything out, took the, all the air out of the balloon because people just don't come back from that in the NBA, especially big guys. Well, he, and he was a big, bigger big guy. Big. He got himself in better shape in New Orleans, right? Because of a contract coming up there, right? And you know, with that injury, so and and some thought he'd go to the Lakers, and there's still some thought maybe he does after one year because. You know, the exception, and then, you know, if he has the year that... Yeah, it makes sense to me. It does. It makes sense. Come off the injury, you know, prove yourself, do it with the best team in the league. That's right. You can only look good. You can only look good. Then go get your money somewhere else. The more I think about it, as you guys are talking about it, it's a brilliant move on his part. So let's actually talk about the Lakers, because they're waiting too, right? I mean, they're, they're setting themselves up for 2019 as well. That's clearly what they're doing. Whether that means a trade now or a big free agency splash next year, something is not going to happen now that's going to happen soon. That's clearly what Magic Johnson's thinking, and I think it's a great move. You're going to get an 8 to $9 million cap increase next year. You're going to have some of these other contracts come off your board to give you a little bit more flexibility. You've locked in LeBron, and that seemed to have been the plan all along. I mean, we didn't know it, but that seemed to have been Magic's plan was, I'm going to get piece number one, and then we're going to let everything, everything else sort of fall into place after that. Um, I, I was just as shocked as probably anybody at, at the at the names that came in after LeBron. I mean, they were pretty unbelievably awkward, right? I mean, they were pretty unbelievable. I mean, Ray, Rajon Rondo makes a little sense. He's a decent mentor for, for Lonzo Ball, barring Lonzo Ball's there. We'll get into that. Uh, JaVel McGee, KPC, I'm missing somebody. Stevenson, right? Lance Stevenson, crazy Lance Stevenson. Um, they're complete outliers to me. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do or, or what they're going to produce for that team because they've been role players, bench players, really. I mean, outside of Stevenson, who's had a couple, you know, he's had decent seasons. Um, they, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So here, here's the way I'm thinking, and I sort of put this up right when it happened, which is these guys are just placeholders. They're all on one-year deals. Okay, they're all getting paid a decent amount of money to come play with LeBron for a year and maybe go on from there, but. I think that the reason they were brought in so quickly is just in case San Antonio says yes on a trade, right? right? They've got to have a team in place if they've got to trade these kids to San Antonio to get Kawhi Leonard, which is probably plan A, right? It's probably always been plan A. Get LeBron, get Kawhi, and we're good for now because that's enough. A a lot of people don't understand how good of a player Kawhi Leonard is. Kawhi Leonard is a... Superstar offensive player and the best defensive player in basketball, and one of the best defensive players of all time statistically. This is a phenomenal player. Yeah, their last title, he uh, he, uh, he outshined Tim Duncan. Everybody on that. He's a guy that can shut down Steph Curry, that can shut down Clay Thompson. He's the guy that you want to put up in the postseason against the Warriors. So, if you've got that and LeBron, which we've just seen LeBron carry a team of of seven, you know, <laughs> seven seven elves, guys. guys, men, basketball players. 
We've seen what he can do on his sort of on his own. If you've got a guy like Kawhi next to him who can handle the defensive side of it as well, which is what Kyrie Irving couldn't do, by the way. That's why that didn't work out as well as people wanted it to in Cleveland. One and two is already enough to get going for 2018. So I think the plan is get these veteran free agents in at decent cost, just in case. And if you've got to roll with them, you roll with them. And if you've got to use them exclusively because you've traded these kids to San Antonio for Kawhi, that's fine too. But all of this is just plans A to get to 2019 because the 2019 free agent class is going to be outstanding. Outstanding. You, you mentioned Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. About him going back to where his dad was I, a star. I've got to think that's Magic's plan. I've got to think it. Um, because if there's going to be a guy you can pluck off that roster, I think that's going to be the guy that walks just because the money isn't going to be there. And even if he says he doesn't need to max, max out, I don't think they're even going to be able to get close on a contract that he's worth. And he's worth money. He's worth, Clay Thompson's worth significant money, if not a max contract. So uh, Magic and the Lakers, they're, they're, they're primed for this. I think they want to play well enough to show that they're ready to win so that in 2019, and look at, let's not count out Kevin Durant. Let's not count out Kevin Durant in 2019 coming to the Lakers. He's on a one-and-one. One. He, he's going to opt out again. Him and Klay Thompson are both going to be free agents at some point next year. So, you know, if you want to break that, you want to break that dynasty up, the Lakers will have a great chance to go and pluck, it, pluck from it. How quickly, if he hasn't already, as Lonzo Ball told his dad, just shut up about LeBron. I want to play with this guy, Dad. <laughs> right. You know, that's, and that's the funny part about this. From just a basketball standpoint, from a fan and from a, an analytical standpoint, those two really work together, I think. I think Lonzo and LeBron are a great pair, a great yeah, pair. Lonzo's not a shooter. He, so. he doesn't need the flair. He's not going to be slicing to the basket too much. He doesn't have a jump shot, but... Right. But, you know, LeBron's going to be a post guy here soon. You know, you, you remember the Jordan days when, oh, yeah. you know, Jordan used to just camp out on the top of the key and, and wait for that ball to come to him because he wasn't going coast to coast anymore. That's going to have to happen here with LeBron soon. So you're going to need a guy like Kawhi Leonard, Lonzo Ball, to do the dirty work and get the ball down to LeBron. So I, I like Lonzo's fit. Um, I, I think it's brilliant and hilarious that there's this injury smoke screen sort of happening. You know, he's obviously injured, but the timing of the release of that injury was perfect to make sure that he can't get traded right i mean that was just perfect that that's not an accident so i uh but but put all that aside i actually i actually like lonzo ball on the court with lebron james and i want to see it but yeah lebron is going to lebron is going to reign in that conversation he's he's going to shut lebron up if he has to yeah i think there's going to be lebron's going to go out with chris cuomo at some point, yeah. tell, tell Chris Cuomo, look, you know, stop interviewing that guy. Exactly. You know, I know he's yeah. Or he's gonna, TV, or he's gonna pull uh, Mr. Ball over and say, "Shut yeah. up." That's yeah. right. I hope he does. Yeah. You know, like just for every dad in America who thinks their kid's great, you know, stop it. Let your kid play the game and just shut your mouth. Thank you. All right. Anything else in the NBA before we transition to some NFL? Just, quick hit? just in terms of the money. Uh, Everybody kind of stayed home. We've, we sort of talked about that and kind of, kind of predicted that. Everybody sort of went back to where they belonged. Nobody really took a huge pay cut, which, doesn't, which is smart because the NBA is just flooded with money right now and it's only going to get worse. Um, like I said, this, is a, this was a nice free agent little, little burst here. About $1.4 in guaranteed contracts went out. Um, obviously, the Lakers were the big winners in, in terms of that. Um, so, you know, the money was big. It wasn't as big as last year. It wasn't even close. Uh, but get ready for next year. Get ready for 2019 because this is going to be nice and big and round and uh, fun. And teams will have cap space, which they didn't have this year. So uh, 
lots of fun this year, but let's look forward to next year already because it's going to be fun. All right, let's transition to the NFL. And do teams have any cap space left, Mike? Yes, yes, they do. But there's not many players to I'll sign say, with what's, it. What's left to fill it? There's, yeah. you know, most rosters that are all set as we're a couple of weeks away from the start of training camp. There's not, you know, the guys that are free agents are kind of bit players that are still available. So, so I've got five points here to make, two of which are about guys that need to be signed, um, whether it's need, whether it's just they should be playing somewhere at this point. And number one is obviously Des Bryant. Okay, um, I can think of five teams that fit. And I think a lot of people can. I think that's an easy fit. Um, my concern is why not yet, right? What are the what's going on? What's going on? But but uh, let's hear him, Paul. Let's hear. Uh, I think he's not the same player. Sure. That you know, again, we we think of him. It's the cowboy influence. You think these guys are great. He's not great anymore. He, he's a very limited wide receiver. He's a throw it up and muscle you out of the way guy. Can't get downfield. I don't think he was ever a great route runner. Yeah. So I think there's parts of his game. I think there's parts of his personality that some teams don't want to be anywhere near. Um, because I think he's one of these guys who has who doesn't realize he's not the same player anymore. He still thinks he's the number one guy, star, toast of the town. Um, so I think teams are hesitant to want to bring this guy in to make him their number two or three receiver and are worried that he's going to struggle with that. Um, and I think just his personality. I mean, how many sideline blowups have we seen from... And, and again, that's also a product of being a cowboy and having a camera on you all the time because there's plenty of wide receivers that do that that don't get the attention that he does. But, I, you know, I think there's a lot of teams with young quarterbacks that might make sense for him, or frankly, a Green Bay with a veteran quarterback, when Aaron Rodgers, not to put words in his mouth, may say, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with everything that goes along with dealing with Des Bryant. I think there's uh, literally some of that. I also think this is on Des Bryant's side right now. Yeah. Like, why do I want to sign right now? I don't want to go in the start of training camp. I better need... sign somewhere well, soon. Yeah, but you know, hang on. I don't need to go in the start of training camp. And since the offers, nothing's been overwhelming. Um, the longer he waits, the more money he's going to get because there'll be some injury. There'll be some team that realizes, you know what, we really need this guy. And then he'll get a little bit more money out of that and doesn't have to go through all the, the BS of early parts of training. It'll be, it'll be a team that, that has an injury or doesn't the, the guys in the first week or two of training camp don't live up to where and, – and it won't be we need a Des Bryant. It's like we have garbage and he's better than anything we have. That's what you see this time of year with veteran guys where all those things I said may very well be concerns of a team, but it's all relative to what you have. So, so I've got a team and I've got a price that I've kind of laid out here and it all sort of, sort of plays into everything you just said, right? It's for me, it's the Washington Redskins. It's a team that made their big splash with the quarterback. And once you do that, you've got to go. And they are fourth in that division right now. Still Eagles are better. Giants are better. Cowboys are probably better. They're it's close, but they're probably better. So they're, they paid 40 million guaranteed for Alex Smith and they're the worst team in the division right now. And the wide receivers aren't terrible, but to your point, they don't need Des Bryant to be one or two. They need him to be four. And, and furthermore, Des Bryant is a glorified tight end now. Yeah. He is a, a great way to put He is a go, get, before, go get me yes. a first down and get me a touchdown in the red zone. And in terms of the Redskins tight ends, look at that's It's Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed, age and injury, yeah, right? Reed they can't need, stay healthy. They need, they need backup plan there. So 
if it's five million for one year on Des Bryant in Washington, a spot where emotionally and he will love it. Note the division. He right. will love it emotionally. Uh, to me, that's the perfect fit. So that's, that's you. I think you, you you just you you as always you've dialed this down and made it make perfect sense. Yeah. And and again, if I if you recall, one of the very first things that Des Bryant said upon his release was, "I want to sign with an NFC East team." Yeah, I think he was thinking the Giants, and then I think he realized the Giants really didn't want him that much because. Because there's bigger fish to fry in New York right now. Who else? Anybody other than Dez? Yeah. So I think the next player is a running back. I think it's DeMarco Murray. I think DeMarco Murray should be signed right now. Um, it, I know it's a running back, and I know I know he's older, and you know we've sort of seen that fall off the cliff in recent years. But this is a guy that's extremely serviceable both in the passing game and in the running game. He has shown he can take a hit. I mean, he's had you know minor injuries that have kept him out a little bit. And he's also shown he can play with another running back. He doesn't have to be the guy anymore, which is extremely important right now when teams are building for depth. Uh, I like him in Indianapolis. I like him on a team that is going to need the transition to the running game big time if they're bringing back Andrew Luck. They can't have Andrew Luck throwing 50 balls a game anymore. You know, even if he's 100% healthy, they've got to protect him. They haven't done so ever since he comes to the league. So uh, they, they did a decent job with Frank Gore the past two seasons. I think it's a similar fit, but I think Murray's a better pass catcher out of the, out of the backfield, which they, they're going to need to do that kind of stuff to keep the game simpler out there. Robert Turbin was kind of signed to be that, that basher guy that, that in, in between the tackles running back. He's out four games with a, with a suspension for drugs. So they've got a need, they've got a hole, and they've got to change their, games, their game plan to be a little bit more run-friendly, and it's not going to cost them much of anything. Look at this is a, a late-season running back, 30 years old, you know, maybe three million a year, maybe two for six with the first year guaranteed. Um, I think there's a few teams probably looking at DeMarco Murray right now, like the Broncos, uh, maybe even the, the Green Bay Packers. They've got a similar situation, not much running game. Aaron Jones just got popped. Suspension, I just saw that. Similar, really similar. So that, that's on the radar too. But I think Indy's the, a good fit because if Murray's back to old form, he's going to get all the carries. He's 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 going to he's going to take over Marlon Mack, Robert Turbin, all these guys. And, and sort of run with this. So he's got a chance to be a legitimate starter there. So to me, that's the fit. Uh, that's a player I think needs to be signed. I think everybody thought you'd say the Patriots, but they already have 57 running backs. Yeah, they're going to cut three before they sign one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have Bryant, Murray, anybody else uh, still floating out there? Let's flip the switch a little. I've got a trade and I've got a release. Awesome. Which one do you want to start with? Trade. Trade's local. Trade is local. I am, I, I am putting it on the bills to admit that they are a in a bridge year that they are not going to win 12 games or five. <laughs> and <laughs> Vegas over under is six and a half. Yeah, we'll I see. I saw that yesterday. Uh, we'll see. That, by the way. Um, and, and really, if they, if they going, own it. Going shady here? If they own it, I'm not going shady. All right. I, I'm off the shady train because uh, I just think they understand that he is in a perfect spot, right? And if he's the guy, look, he, he doesn't have to be done after this year, LaShawn McCoy. He's one of those outliers, you know, similar to DeMarco Murray, but even with more production, right? I mean, this is a guy that, that could probably play two more years at a very high level at a running back, and you probably want that with your rookie quarterback. So I'm, I'm taking Shadio off the, ta- okay, off the so trade block. Going I'm going Charles Clay. And I'm going Charles Clay because he is a very high-paid tight end, $9 million on the cap this year and next year. He, he hasn't been a bust. He's been a decent acquisition for the Bills. He hasn't though. lived up to what they paid yeah, to they, get him, yeah. but he's been a good, solid player who's averaged about 50 catches a year. Yeah. Which is surprising because they had a quarterback who was not very good at throwing over the middle. That's right. That's right. So he's certainly showed he can do it. Uh, and there's a team out there right now that is ready to win. 
that needs a tight end very badly, and it's the Los Angeles Chargers. Look, at if you haven't looked at the roster of the Los Angeles Chargers and you haven't looked at their stats last year, offensive and defensive, top five in both, all right? It's unbelievable they didn't, they didn't win more games, all right? They, they, they won 10, which a lot of people were surprised the about. They should have won 12. Yes, it was total games. anomalies that kept this team from being a 12-win team. They are ready to win. And Antonio Gates is 50 years old and probably isn't and coming Hunter back. Henry is out for the year. And Hunter Henry is injured. He was the starter. Did they re-sign Gates or? or I, I don't think it's happened yet. officially okay. yet. They're trying, I believe. But this is to me, this is a better move. This is a better move. Give up something and get arguably a top five tight end, and they get him at four and a half million this year and next year. I mean, that's peanuts. The Bills would eat four and a half million of dead cap this next year, so that's not great. But they saved four and a half doing it. So the money's right. I think that's a good fit for Philip Rivers out there, um, and they're ready to win. So yeah. I think that's a move that needs to, needs to happen. At least from the Buffalo perspective, they're so bereft of receiving threats. To take Clay right. out of the mix makes right. it even worse. But to your point, uh, they, they'll understand that, that he is If he's not going to be here next year, this year if right? he's not going to be here next year, he shouldn't be here this year. That's the thinking. All right, the release. The release. It's an easy one. It's got to be Teddy Bridgewater. We've, have you even heard his name in the last two months? Right. I, I do recall hearing some things that they, people were that he looked very good, and that probably he, because they're trying to very, trade him, right? Could very well <laughs> be, yes. But like there were some very positive reports from minicamp and OTAs that he looked very good. But but it's it's just far too clogged a position in the world of the NFL. You've got well, you look good in minicamp. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. You've got McCown guaranteed ten million, and you've got Darnold guaranteed thirty million. I don't think there's anything else. We don't need to go any farther. Right. I mean, you can you can save five million by releasing Teddy Bridgewater or trading him. So are they just waiting to see who who who's going to need him the most? Much my, like our Des Bryant conversation. My guess is they run with him a lot in training camp and in preseason for a little showcase and try to get some trade, you know, a trade piece back from him. And if not, they're just going to outright release him at the at last cuts. But he's uh, he's definitely on the bubble, hard, harshly on the bubble at this point, just because of the standing right now. All right, uh, Mike, final thing. Uh, you mentioned before that you uh, broke down uh, a contract in your premium subscription service. Tell everybody what that's about, SpotTrack.com. Right, so we're, uh, we're, we're slowly but surely trying to ramp up these premium tools, and uh, one of the ways we're doing it is with a, a separate podcast that I'm hosting called The Project Sum. Where Wait it's... a second, you need to tell us. Hey, <laughs> hey, what's this now? You're still both under contract, don't worry. We agreement here. <laughs> Uh, basically, it's just me talking for about 25 minutes about a singular player. I pick a player, and I evaluate the heck out of that player. Statistically, financially, um, where they kind of rank in the market, what's their market value, what kind of contract are they projected to, to get, where might they end up, those kind of things. I've done three of them so far. I'm going to keep doing them until I'm blue in the face. I'm going to try to get you know, 50, 50 throughout a year. I'm trying to get one a week if possible. Um, but we've started with three. I've, I started with Aaron Rodgers. I started with Bryce Harper and Boogie Cousins. So I've taken all those players and evaluated their value and kind of figured out what might be uh, in their immediate future for a contract, and we're going to keep doing that. And anybody who has got suggestions, please reach out at, at SpotTrack on Twitter. All right, uh, so make sure you check out the premium subscription to SpotTrack.com. Make sure you get the app on your iPhone. And if you listen to us in iTunes, be sure to rate us and do it favorably. <laughs> all right, for Paul Peck. Mike Gennetti, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast.